Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. All right, so if you're like me, insurance is one of those things that you never really like to think about, and for a good reason, right? So you and your friends don't just like sit around the table talking about insurance? Shockingly, no, no, it's (laughs) not. I'm just being honest, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I'm not even an insurance like guru or anything like that. You know, that we actually had to do quite a bit of uh, research on on this this part uh, to to just you know have the information that we want to share with you guys. But uh, you know, it's insurance is a risk management tool, meaning that it's a plan B. It's never your plan A, right? Like yeah. it's not like people get insurance because they want to have an accident and then have to use it, right? Like that's not Yeah, that's there not the was purpose. someone who said something that the crazy thing about insurance is it's the one thing you buy hoping you never have to use it. Yeah. No matter what kind of insurance it is. Right. Unless you're trying to commit insurance fraud, which we don't we don't recommend encourage at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, if you're thinking about insurance it's because typically something went wrong, right? So again, it's not something that we like uh, to talk about, that we enjoy, but in an attempt to change the negative sentiment, uh, we will discuss one of the most important types of insurance, uh, one that hopefully we all have, right? And that we do have to use, you know, mm-hmm. from time to time, uh, at least once a year for preventative measures, right? And that's hopefully. health insurance, yes. yes. <laughs> so it's important because it is a vital tool to, are that impacts our quality of life quite a mm. bit, right? So and your finances too. Having yes. the correct coverages, understanding your coverages, can help you make better health decisions. Mm-hmm. And and just like anything else, we try to decode things. So we are going to talk about some terminology and um, what different words mean that you're going to see on your insurance documents, so that you can understand what those mean for you. Yeah. Um, And that first one is deductible. You know, it's basically the amount you have to pay before the insurance company ponies up on most things. But Mm -hmm. what do those even look like, Mark? What is a normal deductible? Yeah, so a deductible could be anywhere between zero to eight thousand dollars. And it's essentially kind of like you said, you know, the, the money that has to come out of your pocket before the company, the insurance company starts paying for your health expenses. And does that apply to all services or is that particular types of services? Yeah, so th- generally that applies to to all services, right? So um, w- w- possibly with the exception, some uh, insurance uh, policies um, don't require that for preventative measures, right? So if you're going in for your annual checkup, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or you've just caught the flu or something like that, you likely have a different type of payment yeah, that, that could be the case. Uh, so again, for generally for those preventative measures, that's not something that you uh, will typically get charged a, uh, your deductible for, uh, but basically everything else, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like if you get a cold or, you know, you have to go to the doctor's office because you, you know, hurt your ankle, did some sort of activity, you know, so each one of those things uh, goes towards that, that deductible uh, mm-hmm. so that, you know, once you meet it, let's say, you know, it's a, it's $1,000 for the year, you know, once you have uh, had enough uh, expenses to cover that $1,000, then after that, the insurance company starts paying in. And that's for the next term, coinsurance. Mm-hmm. But before we get into coinsurance, one thing that shocked me about deductibles mm-hmm. when I became an adult is my prescription plan has a deductible. 
I'd never heard of that before. And that was something like just in the yeah. last five years. So there's a certain amount I have to pay every year out of pocket for prescriptions before mm. I get into using my prescription plan. Well, yeah. So it's not necessarily just your health insurance that has those deductibles. Yeah. And the thing is that there's different insurance. You know, we, we think about health as just everything in general that pertains to somebody's, you know, just biological health. But uh, there's, uh, you know, health insurance doesn't necessarily cover, you know, eye um, mm-hmm. problems or, you know, like if you need glasses or things like that, right? That's a completely different insurance. Yes. Dental insurance is also completely different insurance, mm-hmm. right? So it's not just, you know, just health in general, right? It's, you know, again, specific services. And the the thing about deductibles is that they start over every single year. Right? Oh, right. Yeah. So that's a huge, huge part to to know as well is that it's not just, okay, I have to pay $1,000 for the lifetime, you know, of this policy. It's every single year at the beginning of the year that deductible restarts. So if you didn't have, you know, uh, the medical expenses to cover that 1000 for, you know, a given year, then the next mm-hmm. year you start all over again. Which so that's a kind of a reminder to make sure you have enough in your emergency mm-hmm. savings to cover your out of pockets, those right. expenses. Um, so you've paid your deductible. You're now mm-hmm. in the co-insurance world. And so right. co-insurance, you're cooperating with your insurance to cover things. Yeah. What does that usually look like? Yeah. So co-insurance will typically be between 50 to 100 percent. So if it, it's if it's 100 percent, that means that you don't have to pay any more you know, out-of-pocket expenses at that point because the insurance company is covering you know, all, all of that, all the expenses from that point on. If it's 50, then that means that they're going to split split it 50-50 with you. I think the most common one I've seen over my years is 80-20. So Mm -hmm. even after I've met the deductible, I'm still responsible for 20% of any sort of procedures that are done throughout the year. Um, And then they pick up the other 80. So Mm -hmm. um, that's been most common for me. What is a copay? Yeah, so a copay is a a preset amount that you will pay for certain benefits like medication, like doctor's visits, like visits to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those are kind of the the most common, most uh, used kind of services. So uh, the insurance company has uh, kind of established already uh, certain deals, uh, negotiated contracts Mm -hmm. uh, to say, okay, you know, uh, for these services, we're going to you're going to pay this much and then they pay the rest. Got it. And then another thing that people don't realize is, yes, you have your deductibles. Yes, you have your coinsurance, your copay. But there's actually typically what's called an out of pocket max assigned to your policy as well. But what does that mean? Yeah. So this is literally the maximum amount that your plan would require you to pay and any in any given year. So this resets every year also. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So uh, also good to know because this is the that annual uh, out of pocket maximum is really what you would want to have as your emergency fund for, you know, health insurance uh, for health. In yes. General. And in our policy, there's an individual one and then there's a separate family one. So we each have deductibles, okay. but there is an out of pocket max for our family as well. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we've always done is like if if we've had a procedure early in the year and there's mm-hmm. something I've been putting off, I'll go ahead and try to get it scheduled before the end of the year, too, so that maybe we can yeah. avoid that new deductible the following year. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of a pro tip. Right. If you 
if you are in a year where you know you seem to have a lot of medical expenses, you might as well you know <laughs> get put, it all done. Get it all done. Put it all together because you know that means that uh, your deductible will be met faster, and then uh, you'll get to that out-of-pocket maximum probably you know a lot quicker. So then the insurance pays a lot more uh, for all of those services combined than if you did it all in separate years. Yes. Um, and then there are, in most cases, those you talked about this earlier, preventative benefits. So like annual checkups, if you're a female going to see your female doctor, those are usually considered preventative visits and mm-hmm. are even more cost effective with most, most plans. Yeah. And, and these are great services to, to make sure to take advantage of because you uh, it, it will some of them are like screening type mm-hmm. of services, right? So screening for high blood pressure, for high cholesterol, you know, things like that for you know, uh, cancer, right? And uh, so these are very, very beneficial things that you want to get in front of. Uh, so, you know, a lot of folks uh, really dread going to the doctor, really don't want to do it. But mm-hmm. it, ultimately, you know, these, these services uh, can make sure that you uh, keep a, a very good uh, lifestyle or quality of life for a long time. Uh, in regards to Going back just real quick to the out-of-pocket maximum, you know, this isn't something that most people have end up having to do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because it typically takes something it's pretty a catastrophic. Pretty high yeah. Right, right. Uh, so it has to be kind of a, a very catastrophic type of event, or if you end up having a, some sort of health condition that requires constant medical attention uh, and, you know, or, or just expensive treatment in general. Uh, so again, it is just very important to know this number to make sure that. Uh, that you know what you could be in for because we do uh, unfortunately know that there's a lot of people in this country that have had to file bankruptcy or have had just very, very intense um, financial issues uh, because of you know health problems. Mm-hmm. We know uh, Janet, one of the two owners here at GenWealth, mm-hmm. her husband had been in a car wreck and had had major medical expenses afterwards. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, I don't believe, file for bankruptcy, but she actually had to make a career change because the career she was in was not enough to cover the expenses needed to pay off the debt in, in a timely manner yeah. or to even keep them afloat. Right. And so that actually drove her to a career change, which don't get me wrong, I'm thankful for the career change because it's why we're here. Slit us uh, here. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think that, uh, you know, sometimes these not being prepared for these things or not being aware of them can set you up for really drastic changes in your family. Sometimes those will be good, like it was with Janet, but um, it's really good to understand it on the front end so that you're not in that position, if at all possible. Yeah, so let's make sure that you've got the right kind of insurance, right? So first of all, where do you obtain health insurance? Their most common place that I think people think of it is through their employer. Um, often when you enroll in a new job, you've got a certain waiting period and then you're eligible for the plan. Um, you also might have a, what's called a qualifying event. So mm-hmm. if you've been through divorce or you've lost coverage, you've gotten married, you've had a baby, those are all qualifying events for adjustments to your health insurance as well. It's important to understand that. If you miss open enrollment, though, with your employer and you don't have a qualifying event, you're stuck till the next year. So don't ignore open enrollment with your employer. And is that typically at a certain time of the year or when does that happen? Usually it's going to be in October or November because those activate typically by the next January. So your employer is going to want to have your selections in place 
so that you're ready to start the new year in January. So even though you do open enrollment, the coverage won't start right away. Yeah, I guess that's why we just had ours here. (laughs) Yes, and actually our group's doing them next week. So um, another option if you're younger is you can actually stay on your parents' plan much longer than you may realize. You can stay on until you're 26 as long as you meet certain requirements. When I was younger at 18, you were done. Yeah. And I, I had coverage through college for a few years, but I went without coverage and didn't realize it because I didn't know I wasn't on my parents' plan. So yeah. God thankfully protected me. Wow. But because of that kind of gap where, yes, you're technically an adult, but you don't really have any income, right. they changed that age to 26 several years ago. And you know, one story, which is my story that uh, has to do with that, is that right whenever they were changing this law is actually whenever I graduated from college. So I had just graduated from college, mm-hmm. which at the time was basically when you could stay on your on your parents' insurance. Till and, you left college. Right. And yeah, till you finished college. And then two weeks after I graduated, I had a pretty severe accident where mm-hmm. I was electrocuted and I ended Wait up. Wait a minute, meeting. I've not heard the story. We're gonna we're gonna talk offline after this one. <laughs> I did not know. So this. yeah, so <laughs> I ended up having to have about close to $90,000 worth wow. of medical expenses in surgeries, treatment, all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and and it was basically all without insurance at that point because I just graduated college. Oh and word. it was right during that time that they changed the law to where you could stay on your parents' insurance until 26. If it wasn't for that, I probably would have had to file for bankruptcy or something oh at that word. point. So, That's insane. Yeah, a huge benefit if you are, again, just graduated from college and your parents have insurance, you know, make sure to have that covered, have that conversation uh, so that you are covered under their plan. Uh, if you don't have a, a job that uh, allows you to be covered under their plan yet. And then if you don't have it through work or you can't be on your parents' policy, there is the marketplace. And mm-hmm. have, I've used the marketplace before, but I would also say you mentioned your insurance brokers. I think that may be the way I would recommend people go because right. it was so overwhelming yes. getting on a website and and trying to do this. And one thing that shocked me was I put in all of our information and mm-hmm. it gave me a quote. And I was like, oh, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. That's not horrible. And then it asked me about medications and it pulled our medical history. And then it was like three times that number. Oh, my gosh. And I was just yeah. like, OK, yeah, I don't need this kind of care and I don't need that kind of, you know, I had to start choosing between mm-hmm. our budget and that. So yeah, I love that there are also insurance brokers out there that can help you with this process. Yes, yes. And because ultimately, when we think about, okay, the cost of healthcare, what we can probably all agree on is that it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Right? It is so expensive. So yeah, if you don't have a job that allows you or that subsidizes that cost for you, or if you, uh, like Teresa said, if you can't be on your parents' plan, it's going to be pretty pricey, right? Um, but there are a few things, you know, that can be to your advantage. So the obviously the most affordable one uh, is through the employer. But if you're healthier, that means that you're going to have a cheaper rate because they're mm-hmm. going to look at your history, right? They're going to look at what medications you have, things like that. So if you're young, if you're healthy, then you're, uh, you should have a pretty affordable rate in the marketplace. And you think about the cost of not having that insurance. You know, think about Mark's situation, $90,000 worth of expenses out of pocket. Mm-hmm. That could absolutely derail your future finances. So I understand that it's expensive. I understand there are a lot of people that just feel like it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. But if you do not have it, then it may not be worth it. And then you also, you know, the statistics tell us people who don't have Mm -hmm. health insurance will avoid care. We talked earlier about preventative care. 
catching those things early is critical for a lot of the things that can be avoided. And if you don't have insurance, statistics tell us you're probably not likely to go get preventative care. Right. And so th- then we're talking about quality of life. I mean, yeah, you might have more money, but what if you don't have as many years to enjoy it? Exactly. Exactly. And that's something that we actually see here quite often. So mm-hmm. don't have a whole lot of time left. So I'm, there's a few things that I wanted to make sure to cover here. So, uh, and that's that insurance actually doesn't cover everything, right? No, there are a lot of elective procedures out there. Right. So things like plastic surgery, you know, things uh, and anything that's just aesthetic, right? Obviously, that I don't think that's going to be covered. There are uh, certain pre-authorization mm-hmm. proced- or protocols that you'll have to go through uh, in case of major procedures if that's needed, right? So uh, you're... Um, you, we already talked about having to schedule non-emergency procedures for a specific year uh, to cover that as quick as mm-hmm. possible. Uh, and then if uh, if the marketplace and all those options seem to just out of your range, there are other options like MediShare programs that can be more affordable, especially for families. So mm-hmm. we would encourage you to, to also explore those options. So I think it's time for our two cents. Uh, the cost of healthcare can sometimes make you wonder about whether it makes sense to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. But understanding how health insurance works is a great step towards making healthcare less intimidating and making sure you get the care that you need. Yeah. And whether you're completely new to health insurance or whether you're a pro uh, because you have so much, so many family members <laughs> that have gone to the doctor or needed care, right? And you have, you've had to deal with it quite a bit. Uh, the truth is that health insurance and, and your health overall is worth investing in. Mm-hmm. So please make sure that you're investing in, into that. Um, and by learning more about health insurance and also just becoming familiarized with what you have, the benefits that you have, and taking advantage of those. That's it for us today on Talking Sense. Join us next time to learn what you don't know about money. Thanks for listening to the Talking Sense podcast. And if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The GenWealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. General Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.